0: Welcome to How I Work, a show about the tactics used by leading innovators to get so much out of their day. I'm your host, Dr. Amantha Imber. I'm an organizational psychologist, the founder of innovation consultancy Inventium, and I'm obsessed with finding ways to optimize my workday. This episode is another My Favourite Tip episode. The title is probably pretty self explanatory. It's about my favourite tip from each of the interviews I conduct. My guest today is Cal Newport. Cal is a computer science professor at Georgetown University. Cal is also the author of six books, including, most recently, the New York Times bestseller, Digital Minimalism, Choosing a Focused Life in a Noisy World. Cal's work has been published in over 20 languages and has been featured in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, the New Yorker, the Washington Post and The Economist. It's probably an understatement to say I was excited for this chat because I am a complete and utter fangirl of Cal's and it's fair to say that his work has had an enormous impact on how I work. Now, it was really hard to pick my favourite tip from my chat with Cal because there was so much gold in this interview but something that did stick with me was the idea of changing your workflow rather than using hacks and quick fixes to boost productivity. So this extract starts with me asking Cal to expand on this topic. On the topic of habits, I, I think this was a blog maybe that you wrote a few months ago around habits versus workflows, which I found really interesting because I think in the productivity space, there's such an emphasis on different hacks and quick fixes, whereas you write about the importance of actually reviewing your workflow. And I, I was wondering if you could talk, like expand a bit on what you meant by that concept and maybe give some examples of what are the different workflows that you have in your own working life?
1: I think this is a, a key distinction to understand some of the issues we have in workplace productivity and how we might eventually solve them. So to me, uh, a habit is something you put in place for you know, how you interact with your work. So maybe when you check your email or your methods you use for uh, organizing your email, or maybe your personal planning, like how you plan out your day or keep track of of what you need to get done. Whereas workflow is the the underlying either explicit or implicit system that specifies how work gets done, sort of how obligations are assigned, executed, and tracked. Uh, A lot of times, We think about habits, but it's actually the underlying workflow that's causing the problem. So the the key place, I think the key example where this distinction comes up is when it comes to email overload. So to me, the big problem with email is this underlying workflow that says the way that we work in our organization is that we maintain this sort of ad hoc, ongoing, unstructured conversation using email inboxes. And it's very flexible. It's very convenient. If we all just kind of keep, Hey, did you get that? What's going on over here? And that this is how we're going to work. It's how we're going to pass tasks off to each other. It's how we're going to follow up on things. It's how we're going to communicate with people. It's just, we're going to have this ongoing unstructured conversation. Now you can have a lot of habits on top of that workflow to try to tame it. So maybe you don't check email all the time. Uh, Maybe you have some nice folder system for organizing emails and moving to a to-do list, but until you change that underlying workflow, there's nothing that's going to solve the need in such an environment to check email a lot, spend a lot of time doing email. And so like when I'm out there talking about the problem of email overload, people really want to just focus on the habits. They think, well, if we could just change some norms about how often we check email or you know, batch it or let people know that we're not going to respond right away, that we can, we can solve all the problems we're having. But often the underlying issue is that there's this workflow that depends on ongoing email communication to get anything done. And so if you want really systemic change, you have to replace that with something better. And so I think organizations have to think about this. And I think individuals can think about this in their own life as well. Uh, To what extent are you rearranging the deck chairs on the sinking Titanic when (laughs) you're building more complicated systems for an underlying workflow that's just inevitably going to keep you overwhelmed or not doing what's important? And so I like that distinction. There's the underlying decisions about how tasks and obligations are identified, assigned, tracked, and executed. And then there's what you do on top of that to help sort of interact with those workflows. And those are two different things.
0: And what are some workflows that that are true for, for your own working life?
1: Yeah, it's it's an interesting question because like often when I'm talking about workflows and habits, it's it's relevant primarily at the level of organizations, right? And so this is the difference between two software development teams, one that just people are on Slack all day and the other where they use an agile methodology like Scrum that's really explicit about here's who's working on what, we put it on this board, we can see its status, we have synchronous meetings, we do them twice a day, this is how we assign things. They have a really structured workflow because of that structured workflow, they don't need to be on Slack all day. But without that structured workflow, they need to be on Slack because how else are tasks going to get passed around or things checked on. Um, In terms of like in your individual life, I mean, one way to think about it, I I suppose, is in in terms of processes or systems that you use for uh, identifying tasks and uh, making sure they get done or assigning them. And so sometimes these can be pretty subtle, but a concrete example is like on my book tour, um, which I'm, which I'm on now for Digital Minimalism, there's a lot of bookings that have to happen. And so I thought about the underlying workflow of, well, what's the what's the right way to actually sort of get things identified and scheduled and information to me. And we built a system with the publicity team where I could identify time when I'm available they then had access to those parts of my calendar. They could then book things directly on the calendar with all the information I need. Um, I could, if I book something else, that time would get blocked off. And we, we rebuilt the workflow that minimized back and forth communication required to you know, accomplish the goal of, of getting the proper things like this interview scheduled, for example. And so that might be an example of working on the underlying workflow uh, as opposed to just the upper level habits of like how often do I check my emails about when things are being scheduled.
0: Hello again. I hope this extract got you thinking about your own workflow and really thinking more strategically about how you plan out your day. So something I'm about to implement is reserving Mondays for deep work and not accepting any meetings on Mondays. You see, Mondays is the day that I do school drop-off and pick-up of my daughter Frankie and then we then spend the afternoon together. And when I go into the office on these days and try to squeeze in a bunch of meetings, which is at school, I inevitably finish my workday feeling rushed and flustered, which is not the ideal state to be in when you're with a little person. So I'm expecting this change in workflow to have a big difference to not only the output I can produce on a Monday, but also just how I feel at the end of the workday. So that's it for today. If you like this excerpt, you might want to listen to my full chat with Cal, which I link to in the show notes. And if you're enjoying how I work, I would love it if you could share this podcast with other people that you also think might be able to benefit from it. Um, So thank you in advance if uh, you are going to do that today or if you've already done that. It means a lot. So that is it for today's show and I will see you next time.